0: Hi, you're listening to the raise the vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. My friend and fellow Islander, Annie Myers, is joining me today for this full moon in Aquarius. And we're going to be talking about evolutionary astrology, the full moon, and what is in store for us today and moving forward in our lives. Annie, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for having me super excited about this conversation. Why don't you start off by sharing who you are and how you got into this? Um,
1: well, I'm, I am Annie Myers. I'm just uh, um, not someone who you would expect to, to be into astrology. I've spent much of my life just living in the very practical world and probably... Uh, In 2018, I just really started like so much in my life started falling apart. You know, just um, and kind of unbeknownst to me and what I would find out later is that I was having a very significant Pluto transit through my chart, you know, through um, there was a point in my life where I just, I would say, hit my proverbial bottom and just really began sort of. (laughs) <laughs> beseeching the universe for help. Like, what do I need to do? And, uh, it was early in 2020 before COVID really shut us down. Um, I was in that space of just literally like, show me what I need to do and I'm going to do it. And I popped my computer open and there was, uh, this, uh, an ad on Facebook for a Vedic astrology class here on Vashon Island. So I just hit the button and said, yes, and signed up. And that was sort of the beginning of the, the rabbit hole that I've been going down for the last uh, year, year and some, you know, since just before COVID hit. And it's been an amazing um, tool of transformation for me, just just better than any therapy I've ever been through or just, just it's just an amazing tool for looking inward and you know, discovering one's own psyche. So that's that's kind of how I fell into astrology. That's awesome. Had you dabbled
0: in anything else before? And thank you for your service being a firefighter. Yeah, for us and local beekeeper, thank you for caretaking the planet as well. So did you dabble in anything? You know, I see your feathers in the window and I see your singing bowl there. Was there anything that um, spiritually going on in your life that would have opened the door for this next step?
1: You know, this is, you know, that is all part of this process, you know, along with astrology, there have been, you know, many other kind of explorations through, Buddhism and and meditation and you know lots of different things but not not really I would say that I really prior to this lived in a very you know practical um, that that stuff was uh, maybe stuff that I was always interested in but really never gave myself permission to explore any of that sort of woo-woo sort of you know I, I, I would say that I'm a very practical-minded, science-based person, generally speaking. And then I would also say that none of this really contradicts that part of me, that I, I really see the connection between the real physical world and what to some people might seem like esoteric or, or spiritual or woo-woo kind of um, energy. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in this system. This is a system of energy that we live in. And just because we don't fully understand all the rules and laws of the system doesn't mean they don't exist. And so I kind of see astrology in the same realm as, as the, the the energetics that tell, you know, birds when to migrate or whales, you know, when it's time to, to go, you know, to do their migration and how they navigate. How do they do that? It's all energy and, and we don't see it. Um, and so that's, you know that's kind of my take on this.
0: (laughs) Nice. That does bring the science and I love all of the science that's being brought in today where we're kind of bringing up to speed, all of these outer things that have been functioning, functioning in our lives, you know, energetically and kind of matching them and marrying them with science, which I think is really fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we talked about this the other day, but one of the main kind of triggering points for me that took me down this road was I I had had an injury and I had ongoing chronic physical pain, like intense physical pain and just not being able to get a handle on it. And, and just coming to the understanding that the, the, the mind, body connection, you know, that part of, you know, how, how we can really change our physiology through meditation and presence and, you know, and that sort of went from the sort of the hard science to a little bit more of the metaphysical. And uh, it's like, well, I don't necessarily understand how this works, but I can see that it works. And there's a lot of, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean there's not an explanation. Right. Anyway.
0: Yeah, yesterday when we were talking, you mentioned a couple books that were part of your path too. Gary Zuzkov, you know, Seed of the Soul, uh, Use Your Plants Wisely, Michael Sanger, The Untethered Soul.
1: Yeah, all of those things. And really the, the very first book that I mentioned was literally a book by, by an old physical medicine doctor in New York City uh, called um, Healing Back Pain. And then he wrote uh, a second book that was called The Mind-Body Connection. And that, I mean, and he's a physical medicine doctor, you know, this was not a, a spiritually um, directed book, but it, it definitely, was moving in that direction. And, and I love that. I love how neuroscience is, is you know, connecting with um, mysticism. Um, anyway, that's part of my, my path um, to this place of astrology. And as far as astrology, so I took the Vedic astrology class here on the island, and then that really piqued my interest, and then I signed up for another class Uh, that was about a three-month-long class in Western astrology. So So one of the fascinating things about astrology is how it has evolved over time, you know, through almost every culture has some form of astrology that evolved alongside of astronomy and that the astrology piece is more of a social science. It's it's kind of a noticing correlations between you know, the, the seasons, the times, and, and personality traits, or you know, the archetypal energy signatures that come through the signs of the zodiac. Uh, so I took that class, a three-month class, and then I began to really kind of search. I knew that this was something I wanted to do, and I began to search for, you know, what I wanted to study. And I landed with evolutionary astrology, which was um, kind of literally the evolution of astrology you know, into the modern age with the discovery of the, the, the outer planets. And as it was kind of presented by Jeffrey Wolf Green. So that's what I'm studying is evolutionary astrology. And there are many, many, many types of astrology and they're all valid. And, and it's like, it amazes me to listen to professional astrologers, you know, and how much they can pull out of what's happening, you know, with the planetary movements in our system. Awesome. Describe that a little
0: bit for our listeners who might not um, know too much about astrology besides, you know, checking their favorite astrologer.
1: Right. So to me, what astrology is, is, you know, when you look at your astrology chart, and I don't know, uh, you know, you're looking at the astrology wheel with the signs of the Zodiac, and it's all cut into these 12 pie pieces. And, and what you're really looking at, you know, is, is an actual literal interpretation of the sky, of the, the, um, the um, constellations that were present in the sky, you know, when you personally were born at the place you were born, when you essentially individuated onto this planet. So when you, when they cut the cord from your mother and you became an individual, no longer, you know, now you're a self-sufficient being. So that's sort of the energy signature that was present at that time and place you were born. And so it's literally a map of, of the energy that was, in essence, solidified in you. Awesome. Can you break down some of those pieces of the chart? Um, I can. Uh, so the basically, um, visual, visualization would help, but if you're familiar at all with the zodiac, so there's 12 zodiac signs, and they begin with the sign of Aries. And each one of those 12 archetypal energies sort of represents a specific... Uh, part of our lives, uh, an energy expression in our lives. And I think you want me to go through them all just real quickly. Sure. So Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and Aries is essentially springtime, right? That's, it's the, the beginning of the season. So Aries is the energy of initiation. It's how we initiate new experiences. And when we look at our own astrology chart, you'll see that, that, you know, like I think in your your chart, your first house is not Aries, it's Leo. But wherever that first house in your chart falls, we add that Aries energy into that, that part of your life, because that's the first sign of the zodiac. The second sign of the zodiac is Taurus. And Taurus is about how is about our values it's about what we value it's about how we meet our own needs or how we get our needs met and you can you can think through the wheel almost like if you think of aries as being born taurus is recognizing oh i have physical i live in this physical world i have needs how do i take care of those needs the third sign, and you, you can also look at all of these, like there are, are three signs that represent each of the four elements. So earth, fire, air, and water. And, you can, and as the zod- you go around the zodiac, these mature in a way.
0: You mentioned uh, so- um, in a house. So I've heard, you know, sun sign, moon sign, ascending sign,
1: houses. Right. So it all gets pretty complicated. So each, you know, each of these, if someone had a, a chart that were, you know, in alignment with the natural zodiac, Aries would be the first, Taurus would be the second, Gemini would be the third, Cancer would be the fourth, etc. And so no matter how that wheel lands for you, those, those archetypal energies are, are present in that particular house. So for you, your fourth house cusp is in Scorpio, but we would add Cancerian energy to that house because Cancer is the fourth sign of the Zodiac. I don't know if that makes sense if we're getting too, too scrambled here. Uh, like I said, we were talking before the show, you know, a person could study just the archetypes for 30 years. So how do we embody, you know, how do we, how do we represent this whole thing in an hour show, but right. So I'll, I'll just do this. So, you know, mostly what people know about astrology, like you said, is their sun, moon, and their ascendant. And so, and those are all extremely important things in our chart. And then I'll say that in evolutionary astrology, it's slightly different. The first thing we look at in evolutionary astrology is, is the Pluto placement in the chart. Interesting. But do you want to just talk about sun, moon, and ascendant for a second? Sure. All right. And you want to use your chart? Sure. Go ahead. Do you want to screen share it or or? I can so do that.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll just I'll just do a quick read on your chart for your okay. your audience. Great. Okay, it's up. Can you see it? Uh, nope, I cannot see it. It says I'm screen sharing. Says it Says. Okay. It says it says that you're screen sharing, but I don't see it Yeah, You might not be able to see it, but everybody else can. Okay, now I can see it. And I was wrong, I actually was looking at a different chart. Your synod is in Cancer, not, not Leo. All right, there we are. So our, our sun sign kind of represents the, the primary energy in the way that we experience like this, this incarnation. So the sun is Leo energy. And Leo energy is how we self-actualize. It is, it is where we shine. It's where we have fun, where we play, like where we see ourselves as an individual. So wherever our sun falls in our chart, so we're going to synthesize that Leo energy into that sign. So your, if you see that your sun is in Capricorn, But it falls in the sixth house, which the sixth house cusp is in Sagittarius. So you would would synthesize those energies together. So Sagittarius is the seeker, the philosopher, the the um, Sagittarius is where that ninth house energy where we find our personal truth. Right? And then the sun, so Capricorn is the builder. And so wherever Capricorn is in our chart, so Capricorn is about um, more about organization and structure and discipline and how we, how we build the structures in our lives that support this existence. So your, your son in Sage, right? I mean, your son in, in Capricorn in the sixth house, sixth house is about the way, the things that we do In our daily lives, that create um, create peace and ease and structure in our lives. So the routines and habits. So if I if I get up in the morning and I make my bed and I brush my teeth and I meditate and I work out, I'm, I'm generating, you know, health and well-being in my life. So those are the themes that you would kind of think on around where your sun sign sits in your chart does that make sense yeah that does make sense okay and then your moon sign so the moon in our chart represents the way kind of our our inner self our ego our inner sense of security um and so Moon, Moon rules Cancer, so your Moon falls in Leo in the second house. So that Leo energy is that Sun energy, right? So that that um, where do I shine, right? Where do I creatively express? So that 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 would indicate that Liz feels secure when she is creatively expressing. And then second house, the theme of second house is how do I meet my needs, right? So we talked about this yesterday. Liz has a podcast or or a YouTube channel where she creatively expresses. And and that is literally how she meets her own needs. That's great. Right?
0: Yeah, that's fun.
1: and then the ascendant in our chart represents literally, so if you look at this horizontal line across the, the chart and, and everything that is above that line literally represents the, the constellations visible in the sky when you were born at the place you were born. And that, that left side cusp where you see the AC, the ascendant, that's literally what was ascending into the sky right? As you began your existence on this planet. And so our ascendant sort of represents the the way that things ascend in, in our life, right? The way that they play out, the, the realm in which we experience the things that come into our life. And your ascendant is in the sign of cancer. And cancerian energy is about, it's the first water sign. And that is about how we experience things in our emotional bodies. So that, that cancerian energy. So finding that emotional equilibrium, experiencing things. So remember we talked about Aries being the first sign of the Zodiac. Mm -hmm. So we have to add Aries energy to that house and Aries is about instinctual action. And so you know, someone with a a cancerian or a cancer ascendant would be someone who, who acts instinctually through emotion. And so it'd be very important, you know, for that, that person to really dig deep and understand, you know, their, their emotional being.
0: That's amazing. Because that's completely what my life has been like, you know, Going to massage school and finding polarity therapy and shamanism and going to my four-year healing program and learning Barbara Brennan's work and my journey to trust my intuition and you know, all the ways that I love to be creative in my life. It's so fascinating. And yeah. like, how can we take this and instead of You know, looking online at my favorite astrologer and going, oh, that's why I feel like this today, or you know, whatever. How can we bring it into our lives so you know we can benefit from this by looking at it differently?
1: Um, well, I think, you know, finding getting your own chart, which is really easy to do. I think you can see on the on your screen share the Astrodensed website. Uh, like anybody can go to that and you can, you can create an account and pull up your own chart. Uh, so a person could do that and print out your own chart or go to a professional astrologer and have your chart read and get a printout of your own chart. But um, you know, something that I do, so for me, I have, I have a Taurus ascendant. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Venus moves pretty quickly around the chart. So I follow Venus around the chart. And I just, as Venus, like Venus is transiting in Libra right now. And so I, I just, um, every once a week or so, or sometimes I pull up my chart and I look at what's going on and I really will sit with it and kind of meditate on it. And then, you know, think about what, you know, what is, what is Libra energy about? And what is Venus energy about? This is just for me personally, as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, and Libra energy is about how we um, sort of how we understand what resonates and what doesn't, how we understand what what um, you know, what do I keep, what do I let go of, What what's mine, what's not mine. It's Libra is the scales, right? And so it's just really sort of digging deep into the layers of what that Libra energy is, where it falls in my chart. So it... it I find it super beneficial that might be a little bit too much for for some people. But I think just getting a, a, um, a basic understanding of the archetypes and where they fall in. in You know what place they fall. We, we all embody all 12 of the archetypes. It's just that in wherever planets fall or certain points, those things are emphasized more in those areas of your life. Um, And is that the answer you were looking for? Like, how can we, how can we, yeah, definitely.
0: And, um, how can we use this for soul growth? Because you used it for your own personal soul growth, where you're going through your Pluto transit.
1: Well, in evolutionary astrology, we look through, you know, like I said, we look at it's, it's a little bit different. So evolutionary astrology sort of looks at, um, sort of through the lens that we're, we're here for a purpose. We didn't, we're not just here by random, but we're here for a purpose. Uh, Although we live in this system and we are subject to the rules and laws of this system, but we are always, you know, we always have free will to do what we what we choose with the energy. But we look at the Pluto placement in our chart first. You know, if that chart is a map of that energy signature, then Pluto kind of represents how we transmute the experience of this lifetime into soul growth, into wisdom over time, right? So we're tracking the evolution of the soul over time. Nice. So for, do you want to, you want to use your chart or mine? <laughs> sure. Jump in anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, so for you, you're Pluto in Virgo. So Pluto takes 240 some years to go around the Zodiac. So I find it fascinating when we talk about generational energies like baby boomers and and Gen Xers. What you're really talking about are Pluto generations. Wow. So so you and I and anybody born between 1959 and 1972 is Pluto and Virgo generation. And so Virgo is the, the the energy of Virgo is about it's about the the details of this physical existence. Like, like, uh, I think I gave you an example using Taurus is the first earth sign and and it is about meeting our physical needs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Virgo is the second earth sign, and Capricorn is the third. So if if Taurus says, "I need shelter, right, the energy of Virgo, draws up the plans to build that shelter to the last detail. It's about the details of this physical existence. And then Capricorn builds the structure, right? So those are the earth signs. So that Pluto and Virgo, and your Pluto falls in the third house. And the third house is the house of Gemini. So Mercury, right? So we're synthesizing all these energies in your chart. So that would say that this soul came into this lifetime to transmute the experience of this lifetime literally through curiosity, through learning, through taking in information, processing it, discerning what's true and what's not true, right? And then looking across the chart at the polarity point of of. Uh, Pluto is the ninth house to to sort out what do I believe? What is my personal truth? And so that's your Pluto journey in this lifetime. Wow. To your chart. Nailed to your chart. it. Totally. And so the, then we would look at the nodal axis of the moon. So the 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 nodal axis of the moon is where the and this is maybe too much detail, but it's just two points in your chart that represent where the the moon touches the the ecliptic, right? Where the moon, and they're always 180 degrees from one another. And for you. You have the north node and the south node of the moon. And so in EA, we would look at that and would say that the, the, the journey to get to your Pluto, um, the, the path to your Pluto experiences through the nodal axis. And so we're gonna move away from the south node and towards the north node. So your south node is also, it's not tightly conjunct your Pluto, but it's in the same house and the same sign. So that would indicate that, that, that South Node is, is kind of what we already know. It's our comfort zone. If you believe in reincarnation, it would say that I've already done this in the past life, right? Or, or I'm comfortable in this place. And what I need to do is move away to the, to the polarity point, to Pisces for you. And Pisces is about where we literally go to let go of any idea that we have control of anything right if if virgo is the details of this physical existence then pisces is the ineffable the the inexplicable the spiritual the um like i just have to admit i don't know yeah you know? And I just have to admit that I really have no control and I have to let go and and, and turn it over to the universe. And so that would be the path. You know, and that Gemini, Gemini energy want, and that Virgo energy wants to process, process, process.
0: Totally. All the time. I just have to know. That's my addiction to you know psychics in my life. Since I'm psychic, I seek out psychics, right? Because I got to know I'm claircognizant. So I know, so I need to know. And then I even, like I told you yesterday, have the little post-it on my mirror, just release and trust, right? Because I have to, that's something that I work on all the time is to release that not knowing place and trust I'm in the right place at the right time constantly.
1: And it's hard because, you know, that most of us have, you know, these intense polarity points in our chart where we, we are, you know, we're this and we're that. And it creates mm-hmm. kind of this dis-ease, right? Like, you know, I want to be over here in my comfort zone, but in order to grow, we have to move away from that comfort zone and towards what we don't know. Um,
0: so true.
1: You know, and every everyone has that path in their chart. It just might be might be in a different place. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Like mine, you know, my Pluto is in Virgo, but it's in my fifth house. And that fifth house place is like, where do you shine? You know, and so and my for my whole like what I'm doing right now is so far outside of, of what I am comfortable doing. It's 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 kind of incredible. It's like you know but so that's my pluto that's my my pluto is in that fifth house and we often where we find pluto in our chart we struggle there sometimes and then my my north node south node is similar to yours is that my north or actually actually opposite of yours you know my south node is in the ninth house and my north node is in the third house so that polarity point is like you know, let go of what you believe, like, and Mm -hmm. and come down to this Gemini point of, you know, you don't know, you have no idea. So stop pretending you do stop pretending that you you know, the answers, and, and go get curious. Um, and, And learn to
0: communicate. I'm so glad you're learning to get, to get curious and communicate and you've learned about this evolutionary astrology so you can bring it to us. It's so fascinating. So fascinating. What does astrology say about what we're experiencing right now One of the, over after, this last year?
1: After we spoke yesterday, I, I just kind of had a little, a little whatever, like to pull up the chart of our community for this moon know nice. if you can screen share that for a second but sure that, that says a lot um if i i can kind of sort of read what's happening in in the planets right now and then talk about our community which is this is a fascinating chart um <clears throat> so you see all those blue lines in there there's blue yes. lines that line so when we have blue lines those are energies that work well, that work easily together, and where we see red lines, those, those are those opportunities for growth, right? Those are the, the tension based lines, um, and I, I just kind of bring your attention to the. There's two sp- uh, specific blue triangles there, and we. So this is Vashon Island, right? Mm-hmm. Our community. And then I'm, I'm going to talk about when you look at the outer ring, see the little green symbols on the outside. Those are the transiting planets. Those are the planets are right now, or where they were this morning at the full moon. Nice. Or actually, the whole chart is. Uh, and so when you see what's happening in the world right now, so down at the the in Taurus, sort of that bottom quarter, uh, people will have to know the signs. I don't know if it's just going to go over people's heads if they don't know the signs. I wish I could have a way to point. But so the um, in the bottom right hand corner, there's a little. Oh, there you go. So where your sun sign is. So Capricorn. Pluto in Capricorn right there. Right. So Pluto's been transiting in Capricorn since 2008. And we all most of us remember in 2008 like our entire, like the housing market crashed. So Pluto is about, I mean, Capricorn is about the structures, those those structures that we build to support our physical existence, right? And we are seeing as where Pluto transits, Pluto creates, so Pluto's the god of death, like something must die so that something new can be reborn. And, and Pluto's about transmutation or metamorphosis. And so Pluto transiting through Capricorn is saying the structures that we have are no longer sufficient, they're no longer supporting us, and so we need to, we need to change. Maybe we need to burn down the house and start over, or maybe we need to do a, 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 an intense renovation, but the structures, the financial structures, government structures, you know, and we see that in our world, right?
0: Yeah, we do. We need a renovation.
1: We need a renovation, but but there's, there's but why, right? Yeah. There's what's happening that creates that need? And it is the process of evolution of our species. Um, and so when, when you and I were born, so back in the 60s, there was a, a, a conjunction of the planet Pluto and Uranus in that sign of Virgo. And it was at that point that technology just began to explode wow. like from the 1960s to now it's unrecognizable. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what we're doing right now, it was not feasible. Talking to each other, you know, across space on a computer, having a real time conversation. None of that was, I mean, we could do it on the telephone. Um, and so the, our, this explosion in technology and, and Uranus, so uh, at the very top of the chart is the little green symbol for Taurus, right? And the planet Uranus represents technology. It represents innovation, transformation, like rapid aha insight kind of moments that we have. And that, and it's the ruler of Aquarius. And so that Uranus in Taurus is, is sort of lighting up to me. This is my interpretation now. It's like people, we are not, we have to change the way we're living on this planet. Taurus is an earth sign. We need to have new ideas, new inspiration. We need to check our technology and make it, make it be sustainable. So we have Pluto in Capricorn, an earth sign, Uranus in Taurus, an earth sign. And then everybody remembers that, or maybe you do or don't, that the beginning of 2020, that the, the great conjunction. You remember that? Yeah, talk about that. And that was when basically Jupiter and Saturn came together at the very last degrees of Capricorn and then moved into Aquarius. And so we've had a ton of Aquarius energy since then, and, and Pluto will go into Aquarius in 2024. And so Aquarius energy is about um, who am I uniquely within the collective? It's about the individual within the collective, how we maintain our authentic individuality, right? Our sovereignty, but remain in, in the tribe, in the group, right? And so we see that energy in a big way. It's like, you know, everybody is, is, you know, as the structures crumble, everybody's having to figure out, well, what do I do? What are my talents? What do, you know, and everybody is expressing their own autonomy. People are pushing back against those structures that are no longer working for them. And so we're just in this period of time where we're trying to sort out through this big change in the way that we are gonna govern ourselves. And then we have Neptune. So the, the little blue symbol that's two to the right from Taurus right there. So see that Neptune is up there. Neptune is in Pisces. And as you recall, that Pisces energies is where we just have to let go. We have to let go of our attachments to what has been, so that something new can come into its place, right, so there's all of this energy that's supporting this big change, but it is, it's, it's very disruptive, Uh, and a lot of people are feeling, feeling a lot of despair, they're feeling, you know, like, you know, whatever, like, like there's all of these problems, but I have no idea what I could possibly do to be part of the solution. So there's this sense of like this, this threat, this existential threat. Nobody really knows what they can do. And, and what the astrology is, where the astrology is helpful, is that to really reach for the higher vibrational energy of, of each of these archetypes, like especially Aquarius, So we have so many people right now that are are trying to find their own creative expression, like the the who am I in this changing world? And it creates a lot of polarity between people. And and so I think it's so important for people to really try to embrace that that those higher vibrations, if you will, of Aquarius, which is I know who I am. I know what my creative talents are, and I know how I can contribute to the solution uh, of whatever problems that you see that we're facing. So that's the astrology of today. And what I love about this chart with Vashon, those trines just really speak to the ability of this community right here, this energy signature in this community to find harmony. You know, it's like the, the, I don't have time to go into the whole chart, I don't think, but it's really a wonderful uh, chart. I was really surprised when I pulled it up. There's there's lots of cool stuff there.
0: Yeah, you can definitely spend a few minutes going over that chart if you want. And I do agree. We do have, Vashon does have the capacity to really be in harmony. We're really blessed here Yeah, in our community.
1: You know, so that, that well, we'll just start at the top of the chart so that Honest and Taurus says you need to find new ideas about how to live sustainably right about how to 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 support the earth about we need to be cognizant you're and we need to be innovative about things that are related to taurus which were how do we meet our needs in this physical world right mm-hmm. And then that blue line that is is the triangle that's going down to the left to that mars and mercury conjunction in virgo Remember I said Virgo is the details. How do we make a plan? How do we draw up the blueprints for this idea that's happening up here in Taurus, right? And then that the the blue line that goes across to Pluto, it says, all right, we got a plan. Let's build it. Let's make it happen, right? So that's just this beautiful Earth triangle that we see in there. And then that if you go one sign to the left of Taurus up top, you see the North Node in Gemini. And you'll remember like the North node is, is what we need to go and be going towards. Right. Right now, the North node is in Gemini. The South node is in Sagittarius. It's a, a little segue, but the, the lower vibration of Sagittarius is that is those kind of the, you must comply with the old belief system. Right. And mm. Gemini, the North node in Gemini says, no, you need to move towards thinking on your own you need to find your own truth. You don't have to believe what you've been told your whole life. You can go over here to Gemini and find your own truth. Sweet. So North Node in Gemini, now we've got the blue line that goes down to Venus in Libra. So the blue line going down to the left, Venus in Libra. Venus is the ruler of Libra and Libra is that energy of like, what's true, what's not true. So Gemini is asking us to think Venus is down here in Libra saying like sort out what's true and what's not true. Think for yourself, you know, stop getting on YouTube and believing everything you read.
0: Yeah. Hallelujah. And
1: think for yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: That, that, that other blue line Venus that goes over to Saturn and Aquarius. And we, we talked a little bit yesterday about that Saturn and Capricorn energy Everybody's hammering on Saturn right now. You know, we got to throw out the old system, burn down the house, so to speak, right? But, mm-hmm. but Saturn has some great qualities. Saturn is the hard work that we do to create what we want. And so that, that Mars-Mercury conjunction is speaking positively to that Saturn energy, right? Like, how do we build it? Like, like, okay, people, let's get together and build this thing. So I was just shocked when this chart came up, it was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. That's
0: amazing. (laughs) And that speaks so true for what we're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. That um, is fantastic. God, I love that. What do you see for the, I know that we talked about maybe not, you know, dipping down into the next, (laughs) you know, what's to come but i think that um i think when people hear what's to come they can prepare so would you mind going into possibly a little bit about what you see and what's to come um, you know well, what we're looking at at our future <laughs>
1: <laughs> well first of all i no one knows you know we we make our own future our future depends on what we do and how we act i want to say one more thing about the full moon right now and so yeah we didn't even get there. So the, the full moon is conjunct Jupiter at the very last degrees of Aquarius, right? And so really asking people to embrace that, those higher vibrations of Aquarius energy. So full moons are about letting go of what no longer serves us. So if you follow the moon cycles, every full moon, we think about what to let go of. Every new moon, we think about what, what new we're gonna bring into its place. So, Moon conjunct Jupiter and Aquarius, to me, this is Annie's interpretation of it, is, is to really let go of those lower vibration energies of Aquarius. Like, Yes, we're all our own individual. Yes, we have sovereignty. Yes, yes. But at some point, we have to start working together in order to fix. We have some serious issues that have to be addressed, and we're not going to do it individually but each individual coming together in service of the collective can do it if that makes sense and so to me that's what this full moon energy is is bringing in and then you were talking earlier i I really can't predict the future i i just can see the energy and i and i choose i mean i could also throw a dark light on those energies Mm -hmm. right yeah because every every one of those archetypal energies has a high vibrational signature and a low, you know, the, the, you know, the, the high vibration of that Capricorn Saturn energy is organization and hard work and putting your shoulder to the wheel kind of thing and getting the work done. And then the lower vibration of that is control. And the control is what we want to let go of, right? Everybody's right. feeling. Pressure of that control. And so anyway, so I cannot predict the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but we get to choose our own timeline. And I
0: think that, you know, Annie, what you said about choosing those higher vibrational frequencies, instead of, you know, allowing ourselves to dip into the lower ones is really the choice, you know, that we can personally make for ourselves and the collective.
1: I, that kind of brings us back to the beginning of our conversation i mean to me that is what has been so useful to me in my own personal chart you know i've done a really deep dive into my own my own chart and and whether all of the energy part is true or not true it's still an incredibly useful tool to really dig deep to mm-hmm. to to go in and you know peel the layers of the onion back and you know think about you know all of these archetypal energy signatures that are present in this chart exist in all of us right and it's just very useful to me to to understand them and then to to look deeply in my own psyche and see how can i you know how can I up-level this part of myself?
0: Nice. I love that. I want to circle back around to our moon today because that was one of our reasons for doing this special episode. And it's so fun to do this on this Aquarius moon. But I was tapping into the energies this morning, like I was telling you before our recording that, um, gosh, tapping in and it's just like, I'm not getting anything. I'm not feeling anything. The only thing I was getting was this pause, like this lid has been put on, right? And it's just
1: like this calm pause today. It's a very, very good way to, <laughs> to describe sort of what's happening. So all of the the actually all of the outer planets from Jupiter all the way out to Pluto are what, they're, they're in a retrograde phase right now. And so what, what retrograde is because we're all moving around in the circles, right? So it's kind of like when, when you pass someone in your car and they appear for a moment to stand still and then because you're moving faster than they appear to go, be going backwards, but of course they're still moving forwards, right? So when a planet is in a retrograde phase, the energy of that planet sort of turns inward. So all of the energy from uh, Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Neptune, Uranus, Pluto, and the the asteroid Chiron, they're all retrograde right now. And it's really kind of, it is, it's a pause. Everything is in in a moment of pausing right now. And it's really asking us all to go inward. Um. that's what you're feeling <laughs>
0: that inward it really does feel that way
1: and the other piece that we talked about too is that we're about to end leo season like leo is literally on the cusp of virgo and so you know leo is the energy of summertime leo is fun and play and go to the beach and you know, and then Virgo is that energy of, oh, it's time to get organized. It's time to start. I mean, literally, it's time to start preparing for winter, right? It's time to start getting our food stores in. It's, it's the time of harvest. It's, it's work time. And so we're about to really trip into um, that, that Virgo season. And we also have Mercury and Mars and Virgo. So if anybody's feeling the energy like now of like, oh, I'd really like to get organized.
0: Um. right <laughs> oh my gosh i know school's starting in a week september looks like it's setting in already here you know on vashon we've got our marine layer whatever's going on a cloudy day chilly feels like fall totally yep. all that You totally can feel it creeping in already
1: and you know all of these archetypes. Uh, you know this is western astrology so all of these energies i mean they're really literally based around the season you know they they are they're you know It's, um, you can kind of see the energy shift and change and and how they correspond to those, those, um, you know, the signs of the Zodiac.
0: That's fun. And it helps us to get in rhythm with the planet, which I love.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: And I think the more that we can do that, the better off we'll be. (laughs)
1: Yes, we definitely, I don't know how much time we have, but one of the things that I see that's really causing us a lot of distress is that our technology is evolving faster than our biology, that we're literally, you know, we are, are, we getting away from, from, you know, we've had, you know, thousands of years of evolution on this planet. And then all of a sudden we have this explosion of technology that it's literally, you know, our brains, our, our, our physical brain structures are not able to keep up with the evolution of technology. And that's a whole other topic. Wow. (laughs) Right. That's funny.
0: That makes me think about when, um, when I'm getting energetic upgrades or when I feel like Gaia is evolving and my physical body needs to catch up. I'm being an empath. I'm super sensitive to what's going on in the environment. And I'm mm-hmm. sensitive to um, what's going on in the collective. And anytime there's an upgrade, there is this feeling I get inside my physical body where it needs to catch up mm-hmm. energetically. So that's interesting that you say that. And I find, yeah, that's true. And, and that, that's
1: evolution, right? It is. And there's nothing wrong with technology. It's, it is part of our evolution. But we literally have to like sort of, I, I my opinion is we kind of have to really uh, slow down and use that Gemini energy, right. To get curious and figure out, well, what, what's actually happening here? You know, how is our, you know, literally our technology is hijacking our, our limbic system or our old lizard brains, right. We're um, you know, we feel that an example would be like, you know, somebody says something mean to me on Facebook and I feel threatened. Right. Yep. And it's, it's just this, we're acting out of our old biology and seeing threats where there are no threats. And we're, we're just having to learn to manage that. And we yeah. need to become conscious of it so that we can, can sort it out.
0: No, oh, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's so true. All the new ways we have to deal with our lizard brain. Yes. <laughs> and adapt. <laughs> and no, have awareness. Gosh. Yeah. All right, so back to this full moon. So what's three things that we definitely need to know about this moon today?
1: Uh, well, one I already said is like trying, like really striving to embrace the, the higher vibration of that Aquarius energy. And that, you know, in a really big way is, is going back to Leo, right? So the sun is in Leo um, and, and the moon is in Aquarius. So Leo says, who am I? What are my creative talents? You know, how do I express my creative talents? How do I, um, you know, we have to understand ourselves and, and, and what we have to contribute before we can move and, and make that contribution to the collective, right? So so who am I and what do I have to contribute? And really, uh, I don't want to, it's like, you know, get out of our, our own... I'm not, I'll speak to one other thing that's happening in the sky, and that is the asteroid Chiron. Chiron is what's called the wounded healer. And Chiron is in the, the sign of Aries. So Chiron is saying, heal yourself. Heal your own wounds. Aries is self. Take the initiation to heal yourself. Find your own creative talents and plug them into the collective to, you know, create solutions to the problems, the, the difficulties that are affecting all of us right now. That's my three things.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a gem right there. Yeah. Cause it really is through healing ourselves that we can take the steps to be able to, you know, help yeah. the world help the collective
1: one of the lessons of my practical world life is that you cannot help anyone if you're struggling yourself right and if mm-hmm. you know in my in my firefighter world like if 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 one of us has a problem then all the focus goes there right and and so it's our each you know individually it's our responsibility to be fit for duty so to speak right to to come to the table prepared to participate and not be part of the problem and so it's i guess what i would ask everybody is in that higher vibration of aquarius is to find your own power you know a lot of people are a lot of us are are kind of struggling in in the realm of healing our own wounds right we're feeling victimized we're feeling Mm -hmm. and we and Many people are, many people were, right? And so try, you know, find a way to heal that and step into your own authority and your own power so so that we can collectively um, come together and, and create solutions, create a new world.
0: Yes. Yeah, I want to mirror that. Heal yourself, step out of victim and into your empowerment.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. and that's how you do it is healing that place in yourself where you did feel victimized you know so and through that healing you do become empowered right and I will
1: say, yeah and I'll say I mean it's not a one and done process it's no. it's it's, uh, it's a continual but it's you know, you just keep plugging away at it and um, yeah I, I don't think there's I, I don't actually think there's been a better time. Yeah, you know, I don't know. This is a wonderful time right now to do that to step in. There's so many gaps in what needs to get done, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm talking about real world things. Like, I mean, everybody can see how difficult it is just to you know find somebody to come fix your plumbing. You know, yeah. there's so many many gaps in in what we need as a as a society and a culture right now. And um, yeah,
0: yeah, so true, Annie. And what, for a final question to leave our audience with today, what is important for people to do or focus on right now, astrologically speaking?
1: Um, if you, I would just say, if, as far as astrology goes, I mean, we just kind of what I just said, but if, if you have an interest in astrology, if you have the kind of brain that will process this, and it's a wonderful tool to go pull up your own chart, And like I said, just, you know, um, follow, follow the sun around, follow the moon around the moon, the moon gets kind of tedious because the moon moves really fast, but, but, you know, just spend some time following Mars or Mercury or Venus or, you know, whatever planet is most prominent in your chart. And then really just use it as a tool for, for your own healing um, you know, you have to learn the art. There's so many books out there. I think I mentioned the one, the one little book, it's a really simple book. That was really fun. It's just called use your planets wisely. And I don't remember the author's name, Mm -hmm. but it really talks about, you know, there's a, the, the, the higher vibration the lower vibration. And then that, you know, that in-between place where we're, we're, we're at least trying to get to the middle. Right. And it's a fun little book to, even if you don't want to delve into all the archetypes, it's, it's kind of a fun book. There's, you know, there's 10,000 books on astrology out there. And there's, um, you know, there's lots of, of podcasts and, um, you know, information on YouTube around astrology, you know, just find one that resonates. And uh, I don't know, am I allowed to mention anybody's names on here? Of or? course, yeah. One of the people I follow that I really love, the name is Molly McCord. Uh, and she has a YouTube channel and a, a, she does a, a bi-weekly podcast. She puts out two podcasts a week on what's happening and she's really positive. Uh, she's kind of someone who channels energy and, uh, and but she's really, really, I, I like her a lot. So Molly McCord is one and the, you know, just kind of dig around in YouTube and find someone that resonates with you if, if, if that. You know, and there's many other modalities of healing. This isn't the only one. This is just mm-hmm. a, it's just a tool.
0: Yes, it's a great tool. Annie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. This has been so much fun. A thank little you. dive into so many different aspects of astrology and into our moon today and yeah. our charts. So much fun. If somebody wants to reach out to you and have you pull their chart and do a reading for them, um, <laughs> how would they be able to reach you, Annie?
1: Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, I think shoot me an email, I guess. Uh, my email is, a N T I E M M three at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Great. I'm always looking for people to practice on. I'm, I am a student. I am not a professional astrologer. Like if you really want to dig deep, like find yourself a, a real live professional astrologer, you know, I'm, I'm happy right now. I'm just kind of practicing on friends and family. So
0: I think you're selling yourself short today was awesome. And I love the wisdom that you brought to today's discussion. Cool. Yeah. Step into it.
1: Well, thank you for what (laughs) you do. I mean, it's like people like yourself that are getting information out that are really kind of helping people down that path of healing that is so needed right now. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Annie. Thanks for being a part of it. It's awesome. And thanks
1: everybody for joining me today.
0: Annie Myers
1: with me. So today. Where, where do we find you? This is, this is YouTube. This is, you have a YouTube. Yes. Channel.
0: Yeah. So find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at raise the vibe with Liz and my website at Liz's healing touch.com. And thanks for every, everyone for joining me. I'm your host, Liz Peterson on raise the vibe with Liz and remember to get out there and raise the vibe, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Annie. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you,
1: everyone.